The name of the pod was our last, best hope for peace. It was the dawn of the third age of mankind, the year the Great War came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Babylon podcasts. The year is 2259. The name of the pod is Babylon 5. Episode 35, Acts of Sacrifice, in which the Narn Centauri War spills over onto the station and a strategically significant alien ambassador makes great demands of Commander Ivanova. From my vantage point on Drazi Prime, I am John Cassie, and this is The Name of the Pod, the Babylon 5 podcast that explores the ongoing and enduring cultural legacy of the 1990s sci-fi program Babylon 5. I am joined on Drazi Prime, as always, by my good friend and your co-host, Chris Tatro. How are you doing, John? I am great. How are you? I am just, just peachy. I am... Uh, I am delighted to report that even though this episode has a has an element in it that I that I was dreading getting to, upon getting to it, I didn't dread it nearly as much as I as I had anticipated. There are two possibilities of what you're talking about here. Yes, one of them is the presence of Paul Williams himself. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, there's actually Which, two, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you know, Paul Williams. Although, you know, we were just talking about how looking over his Wikipedia entry, it's like you just keep finding things. It's like, oh, that was a major, you know, touchstone in my in my youth in the 70s. So yes. there, you know, if you grew up in the 70s or if you were of age in the 70s at all, you know, Paul Williams shaped you in some in some way, um, in, in some critical he, way. He was in yeah, everything and yeah. he did everything. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I don't believe there's a man, woman, or child who lived through the '70s who hasn't cried at least once listening to the Rainbow Connection. That's you right. Know? That's, Which that, he not and, only wrote, but was as you know, as you pointed out yeah. just a few minutes ago when we were talking in the pre-show, mm-hmm. yeah. he wrote that Oscar-winning mm-hmm. song and the entirety of the Muppets movie. Yeah, I right? I wore that record out. Everyone did. Everyone yeah. did. Um, so you know, love Paul Williams, but you, you see him on the guest list of a sci-fi show in the 90s right what yeah that doesn't Um, that doesn't track (laughs) yeah and i was i was i i had you know terrible visions of of high campiness you know and and oh god what is what is this going to be and this is going to be one of these you know terrible storylines um but he was really a lot you know he 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 was great he played it straight more or less and it was you know, it was, uh, yeah, he was great. He yeah, was, he great. was great. And, and Ian Abercrombie, um, who played uh, his, uh, uh, his 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 cohort there, uh, the other alien of their of their duet dyad, um, yeah. was was also fantastic. Right. Uh, um, you know, Ian Abercrombie, uh, who uh, played Alfred on the short-lived Bird of Prey television series. Oh my word! Really? Yep. Wow, that was uh, that was qu- uh, just not. Qu- if they had launched that program. Eight years later, it would yeah. be on TV right now in season six. It would be right along with Arrow. Yeah. Yep. I haven't yep. gone back and watched it since it was on, but I don't have good memories of it quality-wise. Uh, you know, it. Uh, my memory is, oh, it's just fine. You know, mm. it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Right? It's it's just fine. Um, but it didn't, um, it didn't tonally match... Smallville, mm-hmm. which was out at the time, yeah, and so it fits in perfect with the Arrowverse. It fits in perfectly with the Arrowverse, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other piece that I thought maybe you were referring to there is the dance. Correct. Uh, which, you know, okay. I, I've seen a lot of people online, you know, in fa- the Babylon 5 Facebook group, you know, that talk about, you know, the Ivanova dance and right. that, that it's, it's, it's a beloved thing and there. Yes. It's very campy. It's yep. very over the top. It's supposed to be right. But I think, you know, it, we, and, and we've talked in as, as, as crusty, um, you know, new Englanders that we are, right, right. um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a little too absurd and a little too over the top for my tastes. Right. Yeah. I, I can't, but. I can't quite suppress the hardwired um, New, New England shame, New England shame, shame circuits, right? <laughs> I can't I can't yeah. suppress them enough to be able to uh, to be able to read that in the way that JMS and uh, mm-hmm. and Claudia Christian and those yeah. those folks in the B five community who totally love that scene uh, mm-hmm. do. But at yep. least now I, that I'm that I'm a little older, mm-hmm. um, I could rewatch the scene and say. Oh, I see why I'm struggling with this. It's because I was born in New England. Yeah, yeah. To to <laughs> yeah. proper to proper Puritan stock. Exactly. Oh, so. well, okay. So the problem <laughs> again is me. <laughs> the problem you isn't know. the television program. The problem is you. Have a look yeah. in the mirror. Um, but so, when there were only one set of footprints in the sand, it was because the shame was carrying me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, so I know, mean, we hey, don't they, need to say anything more about it because God forbid nope. talking about it this much, I'm already yeah. schwitzing. You know? Yeah. Um, Although I, I have to say about the, the, the Lumadi, it, I, I thought when, when it started off, I thought that they were playing a con, that they were going to yeah, do a, right. a flip that, that, uh, Paul Williams character, um, whose name is escaping me, uh, Tack. I, I thought that, you know, he, he's like the, the, the voice. I thought it was going to turn out that he really was the ambassador and that the other one, it was just kind of a show and they were, they were gauging and testing yeah, right, right. the, uh, the, the humans. Um, and, and then after, you know, asking you, know, then, then we will have sex and, uh, and it would the whole flip dance back. and everything flip back and go like, you people are weird and right. just kind of like walk right. out, you know, yeah. and, uh, uh, it didn't go that way. And I was, I was uh, kind of pleasantly surprised that it, that it subverted my, my cynical expectations. Right. Right. Um, I think that, um, that when you, when you look at the, uh, the, the, the plot threads that are being advanced in this episode, um, cynicism may not be the right word, but you know, there's certainly a lot of despair. There is, you know, there is. And I think we, we again have kind of a tonal mismatch between the, the A and the B plots going on. Um, uh, yeah, but but I, only um, only in so far as uh, as it gets absurd. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that all of the stuff at the beginning with. Um, with Ivanova and the Lamati mm-hmm. uh, didn't strike me as a tonal as a tonal mismatch, because that, that was that was just sort of straight, uh, you know, diplomacy. And we'll come mm-hmm. back a little bit on the Lumati's yep. uh, core value set, you know, in the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the in the in the end segment. Um, mm-hmm. But mostly, what I read in the struggles of the Narn and in the struggles of uh, Ambassador Malari is an, an existential dread and despair, which is entirely appropriate, 
right? Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, from the point of view of the Narn, you know, we chatted about this in the pre-show, and you know, we've we've always been sort of mindful of this. The Narn are number five in mm-hmm. the list of the major races, right? Yeah, they are they are last, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and it would seem from this episode last by a lot. A reminder from Shakar to his people in what I thought was one of Katsulas's great moments, right? We are not what you think we are. The Centauri were driven off our world, not by the force of our arms, but by the tenacity of our resistance. Right. Well, that doesn't win you an interstellar conflict in open space, and Jakar as much says that, right? Yeah. We are, this is not what we are going, to, we're not going to win. Mm-hmm. I know you are nationalists. You'll find no more uh, nationalist a Narn than me. But you have to be more pragmatic. Because right. without friends, we are done. And the other Narn on the station, you know, if, if we take them as representative examples of the people as a whole. Sure. Um, they're definitely much more reactionary, much yep. more inclined to 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 rise to violence. Yep. You know, and uh, um, and and that's you know that's not something that gets you a seat at the big kids' table for for that long. Yep. You know, there's yep. there's in some way some of the non-aligned worlds are probably you know further along and and more worthy of a seat. Than than the Narnar. Yeah, that's a good takeaway from this. Yeah, I would right? put, you know maybe 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 the Drazi, maybe uh, some of the others that yeah. that uh, you know the Pakmara or some of these others mm-hmm. that have been named. Yeah, right. Uh, maybe they are right there on position six. Mm-hmm. Right, just a little behind. You know. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be a reason why the Narnar are included as as a as a you know at the, at the grown ups table. Yeah. Uh, but, well, because we're uh, we're 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 presented to we're presented them in the early days of the program as a as a civilization on the make on the rise. Yeah. Right. And they would stay on the on the rise if this war had not come to them. That's very true. Right. It's this yeah. war. They do not have the capacity mm-hmm. to continue to evolve their civilization mm-hmm. and to fight this war against. Position four, the Centauri, mm-hmm. right? The Centauri are so much more powerful than them yeah. that they are, I mean, they are easily winning. That, 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 that's, that's my takeaway, mm-hmm. right? There yeah. isn't, the Narn are virtually incapable with their own, uh, you know, with their own ships, their own wherewithal mm-hmm. to defend even... Uh, basic c- civilian colonies. Yeah. Right. Even without any shadow interference. Right. You know, they're, they're just getting their butts handed to them, you know, one planet after another. That's right. And, yeah. and, and of course car- it's going to make the, 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 it's going to make the folks, you know, who are on the losing side feel, you know, feel angry, want to strike back, want to sure. strike out in, in whatever little way they can, including just knifing, you know, uh, so a, a random Centauri who antagonizes them a little bit on the station. Yeah, and I mean, and and let's 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 call that random Centauri mm. 
uh, you know, out for for being exactly the kind of Centauri that would wind up almost anyone. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah, right. that was a troll. That yeah. was a big old. He was a big emblematic old of yeah. sort of Centauri trolling, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying that that he deserved it, but mm-hmm. right. um, but I mean that's what Wando says more or less is yeah, eh, yeah. Well, there's no yeah, one who's going to defend maker. this guy and yeah and I but don't want to antagonize I, you guys anymore here on on the station. Yep. I, I did think that it was that was that was nice to try to you know, that that little scene. You know, Wando he could have pushed it. He there's, absolutely could have have really pushed. Well, you know, it was one of our people, and it was uh, unprovoked. But he, you know, that was that was Londo trying to take the high road. Yep. You know, trying to hold on to his "quote unquote" humanity. Right. Um, not an appropriate word in this case, but you know, he's trying to hold on to his soul. Yes. A little bit, uh, where it is definitely you know slipping away from him, and he's realizing this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Jakar's doing the same thing. That's by, right. By yeah, trying doing the to, same work. Trying to uh, uh, get his people to to stay on the path of peace and diplomacy and negotiation rather than falling back into revenge and blood. Right. Uh, so right. You, you've, it's a real good parallel between between the two of them uh, that we've got throughout this. Right. But you it know, was just really well, you know, well played. Yeah. It was. It was. It was really a very nice piece of writing. Mm-hmm. And the parallels between these two antagonists were uh, were very nicely were very nicely uh, laid out. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a kind of seemingly more tolerance of Centauriness than Narnness from the point of view of Sheridan. You know, he he yeah, he, well, he, he, he he gets his voice up with Jakar in a way that he rarely does with. With Londo, yeah. I wonder and, about yeah, that. Yeah, we've 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 talked about that before too. I think Brian brought that up a couple of episodes ago when we had him on. That yeah. that Sheridan just really, you know, poo poos the a, a lot of Jakar's you know requests or right. uh, or or things that he that he needs. And and I it, it feels like Sheridan is coming. You know, he's approaching it from from a position of, you know, well, this is the best thing for the situation. Can't you see that? Yep. Which He's not putting himself into the shoes of a people who've been, you know, oppressed and occupied for a hundred years. Yeah. Um, on you know, and that their world has just just dug its way out from uh, from that position. Yeah. Kind um, of a reminder. Kind of a, yeah. A strong like. I, I don't think it was an intentional message of a reflection of of privilege, kind of you know like white privilege you know versus you know either Native American African American kind of situation in there, yeah. but. You know, it, in 2018, that's what it reads to me. Yeah, right, right. You know, you, um, you and I have talked a bit about wh- why, why is Sheridan having Ivanova do all this diplomatic work, and I'm increasingly of the uh, uh, of the read that as a diplomat, Sheridan is a little bit more inclined to take sides, back to mm. his lawful good idealism. Yeah, right. Whereas Ivanova ever pragmatic. Oh, mm-hmm. I have to do a weird little sex dance in order to get you to come on side? Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to do, have it, to do right? Um yeah. Yeah, I, I will do I will do what I need to do in order to get the job done. Oh, mm-hmm. if I take this uh this this sash off of you and put it on me? Ah! 
yeah. <laughs> what? what did you just do? You know, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I also, I get the sense that, that, that Sheridan isn't good at diplomacy at this point. Yes. In his career. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a military captain. Yep. Yep. That's his background. That's his focus. He's yep. used to giving orders and having them followed uh, and he doesn't like it. Yes. You know, certainly as much as Sinclair did. And so whenever the opportunity, it, it does seem like whenever the opportunity comes up, he's like, well, I'm giving you the chance to build your skills. I don't want to touch this with a 10 yeah, foot pole. That's right. You know, and um, I'm, I'm definitely getting that read off of him. Right. Right. And, you know, reading a bit of the lurker's guide, uh, you know, where the, the last section is, you know, JMS speaks, you know, there's just a little segment that says, uh, if Sheridan had done the tour, he would have been expected to have sex with the Lamadi ambassador as well. And I was like, okay, you know, I, I, yeah, you know, I'm not going to see that filmed in 1995. I assure you, probably not no. in 2018, right? But um, no, but I do wonder what his what his reaction would have been. That's and how right. It would have been different from Ivanova's. That would that would be an interesting, yeah, sort of parallel yeah. universe to look over yeah. into. Yeah. So you've got the Narn, who mm-hmm. are you know, fired up, except Shakar and Natoth, who are like, we need to dial this nonsense back. We have got mm-hmm. to get people who might help us further along the road so they will actually help us. Yeah. Right. And this is not going to be helped by you acting all blowhardy like mm-hmm. we do. We are yeah. a people who, who are passionate in our beliefs and our feelings, right? And... You know, I, I, I think if I were in that captain's seat and I were dealing with Jakar every day, Lieutenant Commander Takashima, right? I would just get, I would just get, he would exhaust me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's like, Jakar, yeah. enough. Just yeah. would you give me a day without your nonsense, you know? But even the scene where, where, he and Delenn go to Jakar and they're like, look, we can get you these these ships. We can yep. give you the the excess food and supplies and we can yep. put their people into freighters and stuff. You know, he's he's you, Sheridan is 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 trying within the limits of what he has available to him. Yes. Yes. To to help here. And, you know, Jakar's reaction at first is, you know, it's unacceptable. You know, my you know, it, it, that it's it's bumping up against that honor. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Of, of his people. And and then, you know, just goes into the hall and, and, you know, it was hard to tell whether he was laughing, crying. He was kind, you know, you know, screaming in anger. Yeah. That was, that was a, that was, that was a, I, that was a good moment from, yeah. from Katsulas in, yeah. in selling that, just that emotional, like, I, this is the best that, that we can do. And it's terrible. Right. But we're going to have you know. to take it. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. the consequences of not having... This uh, this small little bowl of gruel mm-hmm. is a, 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 we can't even contemplate that, right? Yeah. That th- th- this is we have we, okay, you know we're mm-hmm. you know may I have some more, please? You know I guess yeah. I'll be grateful for what I'm offered. Yeah. Right. And then you take you take the the uh, the really outstanding performance I think from Andreas Kansulas, and then you pair it. With the equally outstanding performance by Peter Jurassic, I mean, these two, mm-hmm. you know, you, you yeah. and I have gone back and forth. Well, you know, Babylon 5 at its heart for us is really the Narn and, the Narn and Centauri show, right? Mm-hmm. Give us more of them always because we're always going to want to, we always resonate with that. And 
I mean, Londo, God bless, he is in a place of personal darkness. Yeah. Which he yeah, deserves his, to be in. Oh, absolutely. Right, right. You know, his line, you know, I wanted respect. Instead, I've turned into a wishing well with legs. Yeah. You know, is, is just, you know, yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, you did it to yourself, you know, kid. Yeah, he's, yeah. he did, you know, he, with, with great power, you know. Yeah. You know, there, there is, and you know, this is, this is now sort of confirmed by this, this episode. There really is nothing worse to a Centauri than being socially shunned. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, he is, he is profoundly isolated. Yeah. And even though Garibaldi didn't shun him on Completely. Purpose, right. Yeah. 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 He's, he's like, yeah, I'll meet you back here afterwards. And then, you know, stuff happens and he's, you know, he's tied up. Yeah. So he can't come back and, and meet Londo. But it still is, you know, he doesn't have anybody to connect to. Yeah. Yeah. On the station. There's no one that he can turn to, you know, as a, as a friend other than, you know, Garibaldi's the closest. Yep. And even Garibaldi is, you know, is, is kind of fed up with the way that. Oh, he's definitely fed up. And the Centauri have, have been, have been behaving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you are, um, you know, you're, you're, you're increasingly like the, uh, uh, you know, the, the friend who I used to think I knew. Mm-hmm. But now you've become some other thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to be respectful of our relationship. But don't expect me to, to, be, to be in this at the same level. Yeah. Right. You're so unreflective. You don't even realize how much harm you're doing mm-hmm. to me the way that mm-hmm. you're acting. Because you're yeah. damaging a relationship that I valued. Yeah. Because... Clearly, Garibaldi valued it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because he doesn't just say, oh, God, I am not. No, you people, you are, what you are doing in leading your people here is so disgusting that I'm out. Mm -hmm. Right? He doesn't say that. It's another one of these little wake-up calls that, that Londo has the opportunity to respond to. Right. And, and. And really just fails to in the long That's game. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, seeing him there, mm-hmm. y- y- you know, with his, with his drink at the end of the, uh, you know, at, at, at closing time, mm-hmm. you know, was uh, a very nice piece of, of writing work to show us that high level of isolation. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that space, I don't think I've ever seen that space filmed empty. No, right. no, it's always seems to be bustling. Yeah, yeah. And the idea that he's there at, I mean, that's the sort of classic, you know, mm-hmm. leaving Las Vegas, you know, kind of <laughs> trope. You know, you're the one closing down a casino. Yeah. Yo, dude, dog, mm. you got to yeah. you gotta look in the mirror, you know. Um, so, I, but, mm-hmm. but I, I, again, I thought, I thought the performances were dynamite. And, yeah. and some good you know, kind of reflection back to the earth Mars, uh, conflict as well with the, uh, the, do we, do we follow this radical path of violence and in order to, to achieve what we want, or do we seek it through the, the more difficult and, and less popular diplomacy? Uh, So I think that's, you know, that's the, that's the drum that I think is going to, that JMS is going to be beating, a lot in that, you know, and 
there's going to be a point when diplomacy isn't going to work anymore, but, you know, it's, it's darn worth holding out for it until, until there are no other options. Right, right. Until the bitterest of bitter ends, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I thought this episode uh, offered us uh, a intriguing angle on this conflict that mm-hmm. we hadn't really seen before. Um, yep. and, um, and I think that this might bring us to the segue into our, we're not good at segues. No, we have to at least work not on smooth that. ones. We can, yeah, I think we're yeah. going to do some reps on that. Yeah. We're going to, yeah, I'm going to have to get my, yeah. get, get, get that up a little bit. But, uh, yeah. you know, we, we talked a little bit about the, um, uh, the Ivanova plot and the Lumati, mm-hmm. Chris and I did. And, both of us sort of came to the conclusion that you can't really see it as much more than a colossal flipping of the bird to the core moral principle of the Star Trek universe, which is to say the prime directive. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. It's, uh, yeah, it, you know, the, the, the Lumadi present themselves in the way that the the great and noble federation uh, right. allegedly present themselves. Um, right. But, you know, it, also at the same time, you know, they, in any time, you know, the, the only reason the prime directive exists is, is to be violated. Right. And you know, yeah. 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 You, for, I, I can't imagine that there are people who aren't familiar with Star Trek who, listen to a science fiction show podcast, but Prime Directive don't involve, don't get involved in the affairs of worlds that are pre-warp technology. Right. Lesser civilizations. Lesser, lesser civilizations, pre- yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's an interesting concept. It drives a lot yeah. of good, it dri- drives a lot of good storytelling, and it drives a lot of stupid storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, oftentimes when you... Uh, you know, when, when when you're when you're watching, you're you know you're kind of gunning through a marathon, if as it were, of, of Star Trek, and really any of them, because the Prime Directive is, you know, is is in everything. It's not an enterprise because they're developing it, but you know, it's in everything. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's in everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the most infuriating episodes are ones where the the violation of the Prime Directive that is happening is justified by the most shallow or vapid or stupid uh mm. you know or or the excuse for upholding the prime that's right that's right is equally you know. vapid mm-hmm. indefensible or stupid yeah yeah um and uh you know that's you know that's a that's a that's a big problem uh, i think in the other universe mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. in in the over over on the uh, in the competitions yeah. uh you know narrative and yeah, you don't. I don't think there's much discussion in Babylon Five of it. I don't think we've, no. we've had any discussion of, of like pre-star travel civilizations yeah. or that anybody's come across any so far. Everybody seems to, you know, it's it's just not it's not part of this of this world storytelling. Yeah, yeah. The the, the framework of what's going on doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't seem to yeah. care about that, you know. And frankly, from a from a um, uh, uh, technological advancement and civilization mm-hmm. advancement perspective. The, the way the Vorlons interact with everyone else <laughs> feels a bit more like 
Well, th- this is what happens when you are properly advanced, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you are properly uh, superior. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's species. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do wonder if you know we we, we had uh, you know well with, with the Lumati with the um, in Gropos a couple of weeks ago. You know the the world that that Earth wanted to get a foothold on. I, I wonder what would come up if there was a one of these you know non starfaring worlds that that earth or that the centauri or whoever or needed to get a foothold in um that would be interesting to see how they handled that let's show up with twenty-five thousand marines you know out of the skies into your you know 20th century earth level technology and be like uh hi guys we just need to kind of hang out here and keep an eye on a nearby war don't mind us yeah we are we're gonna we're just gonna need to take over uh you know, uh, this place you call Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we're going to need to take over this place you call, uh, you know, ba- ba- Bangladesh and this place <laughs> called the moon. So you need to you need to move your people out. We're going to be coming in with, uh, uh, you know, mm. with with our with our gear. Yeah. Right? I wonder if there's that if if there's that level of pragmatism that would drive, you know, EarthGov to to do that in that kind of situation or any of the other. Uh, any other of the civilization civilization governments, um, or if they would leave that world alone, and you know find some other place to right. to launch their their Omaha Beach, yeah, staging. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I would not. I would not bet on the moral judgment of any of these <laughs> of the Clark of any administration. Of, these, of the Clark administration. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Nor, no. nor would I. Uh, nor, nor would I have a great deal of confidence in the uh, in the uh, the Cartagia regime no. in Satori, uh, yeah. or in the Kari. You know, yeah, over on no. over on uh, Narnius Primus. You know, yeah. And um, the Mimbari, well, they probably just wouldn't they wouldn't bother in the first place. But yeah, yeah what if what if the Mimbari needed a, a world in the in the war against uh, against Earth? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we. I don't know if we see that as the series goes along. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know that don't we rem- do. Yeah. Uh, but I. I loved the way that that these uh, Lumati were were presented as. Uh, it's just supremely self confident, <laughs> yes. arrogantly dismissive of. Yep. You know. Oh. Uh, per- that line the, of- the business with Franklin. You know. Yeah, that was. Beautiful. It was classic. <laughs> that you know the oh yeah we often hear that that argument from inferior species. That's right. You know, and that's and that's not the line. That's that's not the argument that you have with with Stephen Frank. No, no, no. Because he's you know if anybody's gonna gonna rise to that trolling, that, it's, it's you know it's him. That's and right. they were yeah, they were yeah. they were yeah. yeah. That was that was a uh, an interesting uh, interesting approach and interesting right. Um, Right. I, uh, I, I, I love yeah, the way that uh, civilization that to sort of if, if Ivanova sort of nervously sort of tented her fingers, you know, it's like, and yeah. well, I think we really must be going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or she's just sitting back and being like, well, this is going to be good. Yeah, and, right, right, right. Should have reached off and grabbed a box oh, of popcorn. That's right. Mm, yeah. I'm going to watch this fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah, they were they were uh, they, they were, uh, you know, the Lamati really were, uh, you know, a little insufferable. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, um, and, and you know, and their you, interpretation of the of the uh, the down below, and you know that 
oh, you know, you've got your workforce, you know, divided, and and so they can't form a, uh, you know, a, a, an opposition to you. That's a yeah, that, that's great. What a great strategy. We'll do that. Yeah. Oh, uh, 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 wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. Uh, what? 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 <laughs> you we, we you like have, this late capitalism you, thing that you right. developed here. We're, <laughs> we're, we're going to put that into place too. Sweet. Yeah. You have you have implemented late capitalism with uh, with with a panache that we didn't even realize yeah. was possible. God. Right? You are savage beyond belief. You we people love you. are great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, then it that's is, the piece is, that that yeah, convinces right. them that the humans that's are correct. not inferior. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look at you. Look at you humans with your with your uh, op- oppressive brutality of the lowers. We Magnifique. love you. Yeah. C'est magnifique. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Um, yeah. That was uh, that was classic. Um, yes. And. Uh, and you know so much about their their perspective. Uh, you just you you know you, you watch it as a as a viewer, you know who's trying to get, be thoughtful about what's well, you know what what what's going on, and it's like oh these people are insufferable, and then well, you think a little bit about some of the ways in which the Federation is critiqued, right? And mm-hmm. it's always critiqued sort of from the perspective of the Klingons, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, or well, there's one classic clip from DS9 where you've got Quark and <laughs> Garrick talking about, I think, root beer, mm-hmm. right? And how disgusting it is. And how and yeah, cloying. And, and, right. Yeah. And, and, until you start to really like it. And in that yeah. regard, it's just like the Federation. Mm-hmm. Right, but I think about uh, Krug from Star Trek Three, and there, everywhere, everywhere you can see, flying in the breeze, the flag of the Federation, blah, mm. <laughs> you yeah. know. And as it bore, or in in Discovery, you know, oh, oh. they'll say they come in peace. Just watch. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, as it bore, you know, uh, uh, you know the uh, the Federation, a Homo Sapiens only club. The very idea of the mm. Federation is racist. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yes, keep talking, my friend. Keep talking. Mm. I want to hear more of this critique. Right? Yes. You know, um, you know, because the Klingons are so problematic in their own way, but it's like, no, mm-hmm. the Federation is problematic too. Yeah. Right? And, um, and you know, if you watch B5 and you've watched, you've watched Star Trek and you didn't, you didn't make that sort of immediate connection to, mm-hmm. oh, this is, this is all about the Prime Directive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just I thought it was classic. Yeah, yeah, one Very of nice the. Spun. Yeah, uh, this was an episode that I had expected to. I had it in my memory as like this is going to be a real low, low watermark. But in fact, I was totally wrong about that. I think it was a dynamite it, episode. It had some very very strong parts to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the, I mean, the dance aside, the dance notwithstanding. But, but as we've that, established, the problem is us. It's us. That's right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I so, am perfectly willing to shoulder. Yes. That my awkwardness, mm-hmm. uh, my discomfort mm-hmm. is the only lens I have to see that scene. Yeah. Yes. But folks, if you find other things wrong with us that you'd like to tell us about, uh, <laughs> you know where to find us uh, on Facebook. Uh, you can Google and find the, the page where I, I think there's a comments uh, available there. But Facebook's the easiest way or, or the yeah. name of the pod at gmail.com. You can leave us uh, reviews and comments on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, rate and review as you feel appropriate. We always 
more stars, more better is our uh, philosophy yes. here, but we'll take what you give us. But take what you um, give, right. Yeah. And uh, and thank you again for listening yep. and for bearing with us as we ramble on That's right. in our semi-coherent uh, theories about what's going on in the show. And we hope that you'll come back and join us again next week. Yeah. And we've got uh, Hunter Prey next week where we've got a little bit of a got a little bit of a narrative pivot that we're going to want to talk about. Ah, nice. Until then. See you, Chris. Bye. See, that was nice and short. <laughs>